Welcome to our teaching for today. Please be patient with our audio. The Torah portion for today is Lek Lek Ka and it means, Go forth yourself. The portion Lek Lek Ka begins with God telling Abram to leave Haran when he was 75 years old to go to the land that he would show him, and that God would give the land of Canaan to his descendants. I would like to begin today by saying that we are to mold our lives into a people of God who follow God's commandments. What perhaps begins as a life completely without any spiritual foundation becomes a life with good godly principles and a completely different outlook. When I became a believer in the true God, my life became more organized, I accomplished tasks better, I became a more caring and genuine person, and I also became more accomplished. Probably any one of these things would be worthwhile. I actually got much more than that. I got more than I bargained for as some say. At the time I first believed, I did not perceive that I needed any of these helps with life. I believed in God, and I became driven to find God because I had said a prayer asking God to heal me and He healed me. I had been to the hospital and was feeling awful, I could hardly stand. I was instantly healed after I prayed. That began my search for God. Whatever you are searching for, I strongly suggest you try doing things God's way and see if you experience the same things I did. Deuteronomy 28 1-2 NKJV says, If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all His commandments which I command you today, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. These verses refer to blessing an entire nation, and that shows the power of God's commandments to the people. But I also experienced blessings in a personal way. The psalmist also experienced blessings through God's divine law. Psalms 19 9-11 NKJV says, The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. It says there is great reward in living the truths of the Bible. I said that we need to mold our lives into a life that essentially becomes a picture of biblical truths. A mold is something that forms a shape, and in this case, we can form our life into a godly shape. Sha'ul says we are to be transformed by having a change of thought in the way we do things. Romans 12 2 NKJV says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The world often holds on to ideas and concepts that are opposed to what God says. So, we do not want to conform to the false ideas of worldly people but to the truths of our all-knowing and caring God who knows what is best. We change our lives by adjusting our thoughts so that they line up with the good and perfect ways for life from God. I once heard someone describe the Bible as a manual for life. Just like we need to know how our automobiles operate in order to drive them, we need the manual for life, God's commandments, to operate properly in life. If you have not given God's words in the Bible a chance, give them a try. They are a testimony to the truths of the Bible. Begin with the Ten Commandments and then begin learning and keeping the other commandments from the Old Testament portion. I sometimes tell people that we would have no more war if nations kept the Ten Commandments. One of the commandments says we are not to commit murder. Isn't that what some aggressive nations do? Also, 
We are not to covet or desire what others have. Some nations want to steal what others have. I often say that this is a testimony to the validity of God's commandments being truths for life. Instead of taking what others have, why don't these nations work on taking care of their people in their own nation? If these leaders increase the value of their own society, the leaders would also have more. I realize that most people do not believe in God or do not know the true God. They base what they believe on what they can get away with. Therefore, we must always be ready to defend ourselves from those who are evil. The best deterrent against an evil nation is a strong defense. The New Testament contains applications of the Old Testament commandments, but the New Testament does not contain all of God's commandments because we have the Old Testament for that. Some people mistake God's commandments as Jewish commandments, but God gave them to mankind as an act of blessing just like we just read in Deuteronomy, some call that an act of grace or God's favor. Won't you accept God's favor for your life? I should also mention that God also sent the Messiah Yeshua to help us. He demonstrated the goodness of God, brought to light the destructive activities of the devil, the Bible says there is a devil, and gave the Holy Spirit to those who believe in the Messiah as another helper to for life, see John 14 15-16. First of all, we are to keep God's good commandments and then also receive the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can act as a conscience but does so much more than that. See our Divine Healing class on our website on the benefits of the Holy Spirit. We often set off on our spiritual life with good intentions and truly want truth, but the worldly things that we left behind can catch up to us if we do not keep moving forward spiritually. I used to run competitively and if I slowed down, the people I was ahead of were soon ahead of me. We need to run, to make haste to keep God's commandments. Psalms 119 31-32 NKJV says, I cling to your testimonies, O Lord, do not put me to shame. I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. Shaul also uses this concept in the New Testament portion. He says we are to run or compete to do what is right. We are to work at doing what is right and good. God will then increase the understanding of our heart, our thoughts, so that we know that God's ways are best. Do not go back to the way you were. Jeremiah 15 6 NKJV says, You have forsaken me, says the Lord, you have gone backward. Do not go backward, go forward. It says in Proverbs 26 11 NKJV, As a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Do not go back to the foolish ways that you lived in. There are a lot of ideas out there. Why let people brainwash you will have truths and lies. People will say that you can do what you want, but that is not true. Doing that often leads to recklessness and even disaster. I have heard many sad stories about people who thought they could do what they want. One sad story I heard years ago was about this athlete that was about to be rich and be a pro football player. He ended up dying from drugs. Perhaps he was thinking that everything would be okay even though he was sinning. Proverbs 11:19 NKJV says, As righteousness leads to life, so he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. Doing what is right leads to life, living in sin can lead to death and even eternity in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, see Revelation 21 8. 1 Corinthians 6-9-10 NKJV says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God?
Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, those who live in sin will not be in the future kingdom of our God. In fact, those who live in sin will spend eternity in, the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. People do not seem to understand. God created the world so that we would have what we need. He is a good God. And He can bring back the world to the way it was originally, and He can and will raise the dead. The new heaven and earth will be an amazing place. Whatever you need to do to stop sinning, do it. If you feel guilty, then use that. If you fear God or hell, use that. If you stop sinning because you understand that God loves us and wants what is best for us, then use that. I am motivated by God's goodness, but that is not enough for some people. If we sin, God will forgive us if we are sorry and we are committed to doing things God's ways, see Psalm 103 12-14. If we are following what the Bible says and God with our whole heart, we will be in the future kingdom. How do we differentiate ourselves from where we used to be in life? Do we put up strong enough barriers to how we used to be? I would like to think that we work on being a different people so that we do not go back into any of the sinful behaviors we acted on. Yeshua taught that we need to take our spiritual lives seriously. Like I said, we need to do what we need to do to stop sinning. Matthew 5:30 NKJV says, If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish, than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Yeshua is not speaking in literal terms but is making the point that we need to stop sinning and take the necessary measures to do so. He does not want us to cut off our hand, but to stop sinning. If being alone with the opposite sex causes you to have sinful thoughts, then do not be alone with the opposite sex. If drinking alcohol tempts you to drink too much, then stop drinking anything with alcohol. If wanting to be friends with others who are sinning brings sin into your life, then get better friends who keep God's commandments. Years ago, before I was married, I met a nice girl who told me she was considering marriage. After I told her that we could get to know each other and be good friends first, she was not interested in me anymore. I was glad I put my spiritual purity first than to get mixed up with someone like that. She was not so nice after all. Do not be imprisoned by sinful lifestyles. Instead, be set free to do what is right and stay free. There are probably as many sinful lifestyles as there are sins. I knew someone years ago who frequently lied and could not stop lying. How can you have a good relationship with someone you cannot trust? People get involved with sinful lifestyles that involve sex or drugs and then are made prisoners of that lifestyle. Proverbs 12:13 NKJV says, The wicked is ensnared. They are trapped and brainwashed into the sin they are committed to. I once knew someone who was involved in crime, and he said that he owed others for the sinful things they did for him. He believed that he could not get away from the sin that he was involved with. He was also not willing to step away from the money that he had accumulated though his lifestyle. What is more important, eternity in hell or eternity in God's future kingdom with streets of gold, I am not kidding, see Revelation 21:21. This life is not all there is, 
And we need to get angry with the sin in our life. God hates all those who live in sin because they bring evil and pain into the world. Psalms 5 5 NKJV says, You hate all workers of iniquity. We are to fear the Creator God and hate doing evil. Do not be proud and do things your own way instead of God's good ways. Proverbs 8 13 NKJV says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Some people say that we are to love the person and hate evil. That does not mean we are to approve of what they do or hang out with them. Ezra 10 11 NKJK says, Now therefore, make confession to the Lord God of your fathers, and do His will, separate yourselves from the peoples of the land. What is God's will? It is to keep His good commandments. When someone commits some evil towards them, they often hate what has happened to them. I know someone who lost a daughter to an abusive boyfriend. The parents have been in pain for years. Psalms 119-104 NKJV says, Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Do you want to bring God's goodness into the world, or the pain sin brings into the world? We need to decide that we will do what is right and good and keep God's commandments. God's ways are, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law, see Galatians 5:22-23 NKJV. God has good intentions for mankind. Give yourself the chance to be set free and do what is right. Give the God of the Bible a chance, seek the goodness of God in this life, and seek God's good and wonderful future kingdom by continuing in His good commandments. This is our Torah study. Lek Lek Ka means, go forth yourself. The portion Lek Lek Ka begins with God telling Abram to leave Haran when he was 75 years old to go to the land that he would show him, God would give the land of Canaan to his descendants. God has not yet changed Abram's name to Abraham. In the last portion, Abram leaves Yor with his wife Sarai and his cousin Lot and his father Terak. The Jewish writings tell us that Abram resisted idolatry and believed in the one true God. The book of Jasher says he was raised for a while with his believing relatives from the house of Noah. Noah supposedly died just before Abraham was born, but some writings say Noah was still alive. God's protection would be with Abram and God would bless the whole earth through Abram. Through Israel and God's believers, God has blessed the earth. The world has received evident witness of this blessing. The most prestigious award for contributions to the world is known as the Nobel Prize. Of the some 900 Nobel Prizes awarded since 1901, about 261 of those were given to Jews as of this writing, see Wikipedia. At present, the approximate Jewish population is about 2% of the world population. So, some 29% of the significant contributions to the world were made by a people group who represent an extremely small percentage of the world population. This is additional proof that the blessing given to Abraham has blessed the world. But let's not forget about the greatest Jew of all time, Yeshua Messiah. The entire world has witnessed the blessing given by God to Abraham. It should lead people to accept the true God. Yeshua is the Messiah who will come again. Yeshua backed up who He is and did amazing things. Yochanan said in John 21:25 NKJV, 
and there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Matthew 8:16 NKJV says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word, and healed all who were sick. Yeshua demonstrated who he is. Yeshua also gave himself for our sins. The Bible says no one could take Yeshua's life without Yeshua allowing that, see John 19:11. Yeshua did not become God. The Messiah is also God, Yudhavov Hay as recorded in Jeremiah 23 5-6 CJB which says, The days are coming, says Adonai when I will raise a righteous branch for David. He will reign as king and succeed, he will do what is just and right in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, Israel will live in safety, and the name given to him will be Adonai Zk No, Adonai our righteousness. The word Adonai is the exclusive name for God, so Yeshua is God. The Messiah is God. He was God who came as a man and is a fulfillment of the promise given to Adam and Eve earlier in Genesis 3:15 NKJV. The devil, shall bruise his heel refers to the suffering of the Messiah. The Messiah will, bruise your head refers to the victory over the devil through the Messiah. God planned that the Messiah would give himself. Isaiah 53 6 NKJV says, All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned, every one, to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Yeshua did not stay dead but rose from the dead, See Psalm 16 8-11. Yeshua is that faithful one who rose from the dead. Some 500 people saw him at the same time after he rose from the dead, see 1 Corinthians 15 3-6. Yeshua is now waiting for the end of time when he will return and reign as it says in Jeremiah. We are to repent, accept Yeshua as the Messiah and receive the Helper, the Holy Spirit that the Messiah has provided for us. Acts 2:38 says, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because Yeshua came through the lineage of Abraham, Abraham also blessed the world with the Messiah. Someday the Messiah Yeshua will return towards the end of time and complete his mission. Accept Yeshua before it is too late to join him in his future kingdom. After Abram gets to Canaan he goes to Egypt during a famine and tells Sarai to pretend to be his sister because he is afraid for his life. Pharaoh gives gifts to Abram for Sarai to be his wife, but after some plagues in Pharaoh's house, Pharaoh finds out that Sarai is Abram's wife, and he sends him away with gifts. After they get back to Canaan, Abram becomes wealthy and there was some quarreling between Abram's and Lot's herdsmen. Lot goes off to the east to live, but he finds out that the men of Sodom are very evil. Lot went off to the east instead of staying with Abram, the person that God chose to bless the earth. There is a lesson in this. We should try to work things out with others. Also, Abram was chosen by God, and we should honor and respect those that God chose to lead us. Notice that Abram was a man of peace. Instead of demanding where he would live, he deferred to Lot. Only when Lot gets taken away as war booty, does Abram go to war and recover him and defend him? This teaches us that we need to be ready to defend ourselves from evil people. God instructs Abram to walk through the land that God was giving him. When Lot and his family get taken away as war booty, 
Abram rescues Lot and as Abram returns, Melchizedek meets Abram. Abram gives Melchizedek 10% of the war booty, they have bread and wine together, and Melchizedek blesses Abram. According to the Jewish writings, Melchizedek is Shem, Abram's seventh great-grandfather. Melchizedek means king of righteousness, he was king of Salem which later became Jerusalem. Melchizedek, Shem, worshipped El El Yoneh, God Most High. He had a prophetic school there. They probably knew each other from Abram's stay in the house of Noah. Abraham spends time learning about God from Shem when he gets to Canaan according to the ancient writings. They both most likely left the area of Ur because of the unrighteous king, Nimrod. Some think that Melchizedek is God, but he is identified as the king of Salem in the Bible and not God. Melchizedek is another messianic type. Noah was a messianic type and saved mankind. Since Melchizedek was Shem, he lived before the flood and after the flood for a long time. Yeshua also lived before the flood, but as God, came in the form of a man. Yeshua prays in John 17 5 NKJV, And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Yeshua knew who he was. After this, God again promises Abram that he would have many descendants, tells him about their enslavement in Egypt, and tells him that that his descendants will inherit Canaan. After sunset God makes a covenant with Abram and gives him the specific territory boundaries of the land he was giving him. Abram still does not have children, so Sarai gives Abram her servant. Abram has a child by Hagar when he was 86 and they name him Yishmael. We should note that God intended people to marry and have children and that the model for marriage from Genesis is between one man and one woman, see Genesis 2:24. Those who had multiple wives created tensions in the home. For example, Hagar and Ishmael were asked to leave. Later, Joseph was sold into slavery by his stepbrothers. When Abram is 99 years old, God tells Abram to walk in his presence and have a pure heart. God changes Abram's name to Abraham and reaffirms an everlasting covenant with him. Abram means exalted father and Abraham means father of multitudes. God tells him that circumcision was to be assigned to Abraham and his descendants of God's eternal covenant. Notice that it is an eternal agreement. Circumcision is for all male believers in God. Some say that circumcision is only a Jewish commandment, but it was meant for all believers. Shaul, Paul, teaches circumcision. Galatians 5:11 NKJV says, I still preach circumcision, why do I still suffer persecution? Let me explain what is going on in the New Testament portion. The Torah teaches us to save lives, also, Yeshua taught us we are to save lives and in Luke 14 5 NKJV he says, Which of you, having a donkey or an ox that has fallen into a pit, will not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? Yeshua is quoting the Old Testament portion, see Deuteronomy 22 4. Saving a life supersedes a commandment in the Torah. It is okay to break a commandment to save a life. Be careful with this concept. Some people make up excuses not to keep the Torah and that is a sin. Since adult circumcision is dangerous, it should not be done according to the Torah. Some early believers in the Messiah were disobeying the Torah and saying adults must be circumcised. They were putting people's lives in jeopardy by requiring adult circumcision. 
circumcision is not as important as saving a life, see 1 Corinthians 7 19, because we are created in God's image. That is the reason for the tension involving circumcision in the New Testament portion. Gentiles were accepting the Messiah, and they were being wrongly told by some to be circumcised. We see references to this in Shaul's letters and since some do not understand the Jewish context, they teach wrong doctrine. They say circumcision is for the Jews. Abraham was not a Jew, but a believer in the true God. God told Abraham to circumcise himself and all the males. Circumcising male babies is still to be done according to Shaul, it is a sign for believers. He taught circumcision. Also, the Holy Spirit is a sign for all believers in the Messiah Yeshua in this present age. Next, God changes Sarai's name to Sarah and God says He will bless her and make her the mother of nations. Sarai means princess and Sarah means noblewoman. God tells Abraham that his son Yishmael will have twelve sons, but Isaac will be heir to God's covenant. The portion ends with Abraham having all the men in his household circumcised. Of particular note in this portion, God tells Abraham to walk in his presence, perhaps this is referring to the time in the garden when Adam and Eve walked in the presence of God, but we see all true believers in the Old Testament portion walking with God. The believers in the past like Noah walked with God. Although believers in the true God no longer lived in the garden, they could still acknowledge God's presence, live in His presence, and walk with God. New Testament believers often do not understand that the Old Testament believers also could talk to God and God could speak to them. Since many people do not believe in the Bible properly and its correct context, their wrong circular theology creates a false belief system that lacks a relationship with God. They take scriptures out of the context of the Bible to support their false powerless doctrine. The False Doctrine of Being Saved by Faith Only the New Testament portion quotes a scripture in this portion about Abraham. Genesis 15:6 NKJV says, And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. The context of this scripture is that God saw that Abraham believed what God told him about having a child and Abraham did what was right, righteous. Strong's Dictionary says that the word translated righteous can also be translated as the word right. There is a whole lot more to doing what is right than just a one-time promise from God. It takes more than just having faith one time to be in a proper relationship with God. Some think it is actions and not faith that will get them into the future kingdom of God. Others think it only takes faith. In Shaul's time and even in our time, some people think that a one-time action will get them into God's future kingdom. For example, some believe being water baptized will get them into God's kingdom. Does having water poured over a person or a person being dunked in water make us right with God? It sounds very superficial, doesn't it? What does a one-time event have to do with how a person lives their life? Water baptism is symbolic of making the decision to follow God and the Messiah. We go down into the water with the idea that our previous actions and the way we lived is done away with, we are dead to that way of life. When we rise out of the water, we are then committed to doing things the right way, God's way, and keeping His commandments. Romans 6 3-4 NKJV says, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? Therefore we were buried with Him through baptism into death 
that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Baptism is symbolic of our decision to stop sinning and to do things God's way, to live a new life. So, baptism is important, but it is the beginning of living a new life. It does not mean we are going to be in God's future kingdom. We also need to follow God the way we are supposed to. In my family, circumcision was a sign that you accepted God. If you did not circumcise your children, you were rejecting God. Does circumcision mean that the baby that is circumcised will be in God's future kingdom? It is a first good step, but the baby must also grow up and follow God and His commandments. Shaul, Paul, teaches circumcision because it is a commandment of God. Shaul says in Galatians 5:11 NKJV, I still preach circumcision. As we just demonstrated, the Torah and Yeshua teaches us to save lives, see Luke 14:5. Also, we are created in God's image. Adult circumcision is not necessary because it is dangerous, but baby boys are to still be circumcised. It is a symbolic act. Baptism is usually done later in life when a person can make an informed decision or wants to repent from sin. It does not replace circumcision. Who will be in God's future kingdom? Revelation 22 14-15 NKJV says, Blessed are those who do His commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life, and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. Those who live in sin will not be permitted to enter God's future kingdom. Galatians 5:19-21 NKJV says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. We must do works that demonstrate we have faith. Yaakov uses an example from Abraham's life that showed Abraham did both faith and works in order to be right with God. James 2:21-24 NKJV says, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works faith was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works, and not by faith only. There must have been people at that time that had the wrong idea and thought that they only needed faith to be right with God and not works. Those who live in sin will not inherit the kingdom of God the Bible says. What was Shaul talking about in Romans? For the most part, he is making an argument that we must take a step of faith and believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. Romans 4 2-3 NKJV says, If Abraham was justified by works, he is something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. The issue here is faith, namely faith in the Messiah Yeshua. Just because we are circumcised or baptized does not ensure we will make inherit the kingdom of God. 
we also need faith. Also, just because we have faith, it does not mean we will be in God's future kingdom unless we keep His commandments. The Bible says we need faith and works. People have the tendency to focus on scriptures and beliefs they already believe in and leave out scriptures that give them the complete picture. For example, I might look at a picture of a person who is smiling and ignore the puppy in his hands. God's commandments give us wisdom and understanding, see Deuteronomy 4 6, and are right and good, see Deuteronomy 6 17-18. In fact, the scriptures tell us over and over and over that God's commandments help us and are good. Why then do some say otherwise? They only see what they want to see or the false teaching they learned. If people took the scripture in James about needing works and faith seriously, they then might understand what Shaul was getting at in Romans. God does not want us to fail, but it seems that mankind just wants to keep teaching half-truths. We do not talk about this to malign those who are teaching error. They are unlikely to change. We want you to make it into the future kingdom of God, we care about you and so does God. That is why as says in 1 John 3 4 NKJV, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. Those who do not keep the law are living in sin. That is what it says. Then it says in 1 John 3 8 NKJV, he who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. So those who do not keep the law are of the devil. There are preachers out there who repeat themselves over and over and say it is just by faith. It says in James 2:19 NKJV, you believe that there is one God you do well, even the demons believe and tremble. These people who say it is just by faith have no more dedication to God than the devil. Revelation 20:10 NKJV says, the devil, who deceived them, was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. Abraham did more than just believe one time. Genesis 26 5 NKJV says, Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. The word for laws in this verse is Torah. God's laws were passed down from believer to believer until they were written down. In John the word lawlessness is the Greek word I know me ah. Nomi-ah is the Greek word used by the ancient rabbis for the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. The A in front of the word nomi-ah negates the word so I nomi-ah means to not keep the Torah. Therefore, it says in John, sin is to not keep the Torah and sin is of the devil. Matthew 7:23 NKJV says, I will declare to them, I never knew you, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Yeshua will say to those who practice lawlessness, I know me ah, I never knew you. Shaul, Paul, says in 1 Corinthians 11 1 NKJV, imitate me, just as I also imitate Christ. Yeshua kept the law, Shaul kept the law, and we are to keep the law. Why do we have so many differences in beliefs in our day? It is because of the wrong teaching that has been passed down to us. God's Ten Commandments are not too hard to understand. And the rest of God's commandments are not either. Deuteronomy 30:11 ASV says, For this commandment which I command thee this day, it is not too hard for thee. Moshe said God's commandments are not too hard. There was no New Testament when 1 John was written. 1 John 5 3 NKJV says the same, For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. 
God's commandments were given to us by an all-knowing and loving God who is His best interests at heart for us. God says in Jeremiah 31 3 NKJV, I have loved you with an everlasting love, therefore with loving kindness I have drawn you. 1 John 1 5 NKJV says, God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. Back our previous thought about God telling Abraham to walk in His presence. Believers in Yeshua not only have the opportunity to walk in God's presence but have His presence in them through the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is truly a coveted honor for us. The Holy Spirit is our helper to keep God's commandments and is also with us to help us in life. John 14:16-17 NKJV says, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. Yeshua said that God's commandments help us, and the Holy Spirit is another helper to help us follow God's commandments, and to help us do what is right. In particular, we should also understand that the Holy Spirit should help us to not to have to put a fence around the Torah, namely so that we do not have to make up extra man-made laws. The Word Hebrew. What does it mean? Abraham and his family are called Hebrews. They were not from around there so the people who lived there named them for where they were from, namely from beyond the Euphrates. That is the definition given by the Brown Driver Briggs Hebrew Lexicon. The rabbis made up a meaning, through an acronym of the word Hebrew. The rabbis say the word Hebrew means those who have crossed over. Some mistakenly think that the word Hebraic has a better meaning than the word Jew. The word Jew comes from Judah which means praise. What is better? Crossed over from the pagan land of the East or praise? Shaul says we are to be God's people of praise, not pagans who crossed over from the East. Ephesians 1:14 NKJV says, Thus bring him praise commensurate with his glory. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 26:5 that after Passover, we are to declare our humble pagan roots, we were Aramaeans who came from the East, in other words, our roots were pagan. It is an act of humility. We are to give, thanks for the amazing opportunity to be God's people. When we give, thanks around the time of Passover, we should consider how good God has been to us. God has given us the opportunity to live right through His commandments and the Holy Spirit that is given through the Messiah Yeshua. In the Bible, we confess our pagan roots as an act of humility, see Deuteronomy 26:5. We have so much to be thankful for. We could still be living in sin, but, thanks be to our God who has delivered us from our pagan roots and made us His people through His commandments and the Messiah Yeshua. The Biblical Concept of Humility in the Scriptures Also, some mistakenly take the Jewish concept of humility out of context and say there is nothing good about us and we are all sinners. Sha'ul quotes Psalm 14 and Romans 3:23. Psalm 14 is about unbelievers. Psalms 14:4 CJB says, Don't they ever learn, all those evildoers, who eat up my people as if eating bread and never call on Adonai. Sha'ul uses Psalm 14 in order to produce humility towards God. He wants them to accept the Messiah. Also, in no way are we to live in sin. We can do good because the Bible says we do what is right and good, namely by keeping God's good commandments, see Deuteronomy 6 17-18. The, we can do nothing good, is just another example of theology making up man-made doctrine. Remember, 
idols are also man-made? It should be noted that without God's good commandments that mankind has the propensity to do wrong. Some last thoughts. Abraham endured many tests to his faith and remained faithful. God's promises to Abraham came as a result of Abraham's faithfulness. We should understand that we too will face testing in life, and we should remain strong and faithful towards God. Abraham left his homeland because God told him to go the land of Canaan. That required some risk. God promised Abraham a son in his old age. The Hebrew suggests that that Sarah had stopped ovulating, so the birth of Isaac was a true miracle, see Genesis 18:11. Abraham believed that God would provide a son for him and Sarah even though he had doubts at times. This should remind us to get back on our feet when we fail. We do not stay on the ground and crawl around like a baby. We ask for forgiveness and get back up and stand strong in God's commandments. Deuteronomy 8:2 NKJV says, and you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these forty years in the wilderness, to humble you and test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep His commandments or not. Do not stay down, get up and walk. Show God you will keep His commandments. The Haftar Ra The Haftar Ra for Lek Lek Ka is Isaiah 40 27-41-16. In Isaiah, just before this portion begins, it talks about how great God is compared to the nations. In Isaiah 40:15 CJB it says, The nations are like a drop in a bucket, they count like a grain of dust on the scales. In this portion God asks Israel why they complain, God does not grow weary, and His ways cannot be understood. He strengthens the weak, those that hope in Him will be renewed. God is over all and is the victorious God of Israel. He will bring them from the ends of the earth and their enemies will be destroyed. God will help them so that Israel will have joy in the Lord. Isaiah 40:28-29 NKJV says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no mighty increases strength. Our God gave our father Abraham help, strength, and blessings, and God will help us too. We join in the blessings of Abraham and the believing line through the Messiah Yeshua. Sha'ul said in Galatians 3:14 NKJV, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. God can do what He says He will do, after all, He is God. And God will fulfill all that He has promised. Commandments implied commandments, permissions, and other concepts. We can also understand commandments are being implied from other scriptures in the Bible. There are other possible concepts than what is shared here. Mankind is not allowed to curse those who follow the true God, they will be cursed for doing so. We should also understand that God will also judge every person at the end of time. Those who mistreat believers will suffer the consequences for eternity. God has blessed Abraham and his believing line and all believers who associate with him. Believers in the Messiah become part of the believing line of God's people. Genesis 12:3, 17:26-27, Luke 17:1-4, Galatians 3:14, Ephesians 2:19. We are to obey God when he speaks to us. Genesis 12:4. We are to protect life. 
Abraham was concerned for his life, so he lied to protect his life. We are created in God's image. Genesis 12:11-12, Deuteronomy 22:4. We are to work out things peaceably with others as much as we are able. Genesis 13:8-9. It is okay to protect ourselves and others from murder and greed, especially fellow believers. Genesis 14:14-16. 14, 14 we are to do a blessing with bread and wine. Believers in the Messiah are to do a remembrance ceremony with bread and wine. Genesis 14:18, Matthew 26:26-27. We are allowed to take back our losses from those who illegally took them. Genesis 14:16. We are not to take advantage of others even though we have the power to do so. Genesis 14:22-24. God has given specific land to the believing line of Abraham that was passed down from Isaac to Jacob. It has been given to them for eternity. Genesis 15 18-21, 17-9, 17-21. Believers are to circumcise their children on the eighth day. It is an everlasting agreement, a covenant. Covenant is a word that describes an agreement. It is still valid. Genesis 17 11-13, Galatians 5:11 God will bless our prayers at his discretion. Genesis 17:20 In closing, let us say the ironic blessing from Numbers 6:24 to 26. Jehovah bless you and keep you. Jehovah make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Jehovah lift up his face upon you and give to you peace. Amen. Thank you for being with us today.